stretch. Austin Jackson back looks up. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Tame center for Kane. He's gone. Oh, Patrick Kane set up by Jonathan Tame. The dynamic duo comes through in overtime. Hawks win. Looking. Finds Rose. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. Welcome back to episode two of the Cloud Gates Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon, joined with my co-host, PT. How we doing? Jack. What's up, What's and up guys? for the first time, Jay, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? Not a much. All right, so we got some Bears talk today. We're still missing one of our key guys, the, the heart of this group, Pat. He'll be on uh, tomorrow. We'll be talking Cubs, Sox, offseason plans. But today we got the Bears recap for this past week. PT's got some stuff to talk about. We've all got some stuff to talk about. PT, why don't you get us going? Yeah, so we all know Bears won 20-13. I just want to know from you guys, how does this make you feel, okay? Let's just go around the table. Is there any life in this team left? All right. I'll start us off with the whole life with this team. I'm still... I'm still on the edge of whether I'm believing in this team just yet. Uh, we beat a backup quarterback this past weekend, which we should have. Only beat them by a touchdown. Mitch looked better, there's no doubt about it. We were saying in the offseason this past year that if Mitch looked like he did this past weekend consistently, we'd be a playoff team because of how good our defense is. That being said, he was so bad early on in the year, I still think it's too late. I don't see this team going anywhere. But if we show up in Green Bay, 8-5, and five, I'll be back on. If we show back up at Green Bay, 8-5, and five, I'll be back. Jack, go ahead. How are you feeling, buddy? You know, I'm feeling okay about uh, Sunday. I mean, like you said, Brandon, you know, we won, but we also beat a backup quarterback. So, you know, if Matthew Stafford was in there under center, I do believe that the game would have went differently. Um, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, like the Bears, this Bears team has some life just because of how bad they've played in previous weeks. Now they showed flashes this past Sunday against the Lions of, of possibly, you know, moving in a better direction, but it's really hard to say because of how poorly they've played all year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, watching that game, man, it felt good seeing Mitch, uh, actually make something happen uh for a difference but i mean it felt like it was only a short window mm-hmm. uh then Definitely. he scored that third touchdown he kind of crawled back into his shell mm-hmm. uh i mean look how long it took him to come out in that game and really get going so i mean i don't know i feel like uh it's not something that we should really get our hopes up about but uh it's definitely the start in the right direction Definitely. i mean and with the news we got with uh, this coming weekend with all the injuries for the Rams, I mean, just something to build on. So, uh, yeah, let's keep it going. Now, boys, here this is where I sit, okay? 
I was like a kid in the candy shop when I saw Mitch do what I told what told, was saying in our last podcast, saying he needs to step up in the pocket and he just needed to build some confidence, right? And I was feeling good, three TDs, no mistakes on his part. And then we roll into the fourth quarter, and we and our defense does what it's been doing all year, and it's been doing not last year, but probably for the past five to six years, is we just can't get a fucking stop, man. Yeah. We fucking can't get a stop, and then we give we get the ball back, or we do if we do get a stop, we get the ball back, and then a quick three and out right away. Yep. And, and, the and it's predictable. It's predictable, and it really fucking sucks because you know that we're gonna get the ball right back to them and have a chance to win. Yep. So, um, yeah, first half feeling good, uh, third quarter feeling good, and then fourth quarter just realized that you might get beat by a backup quarterback that probably. Might not even start in the CFL. So well, yeah, and I mean, with our defense too. Last year, third and two, how confident were you that this team was going to get a stop? We were all so confident that three and two, they'd get the stop. Mitch would come out, do his thing. This year, I don't, I'm not as confident as I was last year with this defense, especially have, late in games. I have a quick question for you guys. Do you think that Chuck Pagano is part of the problem? PT, you go ahead and take this one. I know you. Well, so here's the thing. Um, I think our defense has plenty of problems. I don't – what I've been saying all year is I don't understand his allowance of Kyle Fuller to play 14, year, 14 yards off and then gets beat by Kenny, Ugh, Kenny Galladay in the touchdown yep. for, for a touchdown pass. Like, I just don't understand that aspect. But then again, we have Cleo Mack, a fucking superstar, mm-hmm. and he's nowhere to be found. He's yeah. missing tackles. He looks dog shit tired, and it's. It, I feel like there's so many different issues on this fucking <laughs> defense right now. Yep. And then, and then of course we just lose a top linebacker. Yeah. And then it's just who like, probably played his last game as a bear too, which is sad. Which sucks because I love Trevathan. I think he brings something to the, the defense that Hicks doesn't aspect. Because I'm gonna tell you this right now, Max not a leader. Max no. Max not a leader, and he and right now he's not producing what he should be. I think they predicted like something crazy, like twenty-two and a half sacks from this year. I think he has five and a half, yeah. and it's just it's it's a robbery, I think, in my mind. And it sucks, man. It sucks. It does. Kwiatkowski came in though, man. He uh, uh, he was definitely a nice little spark though for yeah. uh, the, the Polish spot, man. So. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Go ahead. Kwiatkowski had uh, ten tackles, one sack, and a pick on Sunday. So. And he's played in a couple games this year, and in both those games that he's played in, he's made really big impacts at the linebacker position. And I think that he can do some really great things while Trevathan is out or if he's out for the rest of the year. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in him. Uh, I think he's our middle linebacker. Am I correct on that? Yes, correct. Yeah, so I have a lot of confidence in him in that in that middle linebacker position. You know, having 10 tackles, you know, when you don't play all the time, um, you know, having 10 tackles, a sack, and an interception is a really, really good sign. Yeah, here's the thing about the Polish man that is a problem for me. The games that he comes into when somebody gets hurt, and he's just on a limb, he's in the game, he plays great. But the following week when people have film on him and they have a game plan for him, he is awful. He has been awful when people have a plan for him. And I think Sean McVay is unbelievably ready to go uh, this next coming week. So I don't, I don't see him producing as much as he did this past week. And, and or even close to that, really. And, and here's the thing, too. Um, I'm I'm torn on this. I, at the beginning of the year, I hated him. He was, he was slow. 
he couldn't get across the field to make a tackle. Um, and but he was a, he's he's a very vital piece on our special teams, just like Sherrick McManus. Mm-hmm. I think both of those guys kind of make our special teams. Um, but just the fact that like we've said that he stepped up and just fucking laid his sack on the ground and just yeah he he did lay his sack on the ground this past or on the turf and, and on I, the turf and I was at the Minnesota <laughs> game that he played and just the fa- just the way that he played kind of like hey I know you guys doubted me for a while but mm-hmm. I, I am something special and I think that he is showing that to us and I'm slowly becoming less torn on him because I I'm seeing more positive stuff on yep. him so that's always a good thing for sure with that. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll move to all back over to the offensive side. Uh, we touched on it earlier. Mitch threw three touchdowns, no mistakes. Yep. Um, is this something to be excited about? Uh, hmm. I'm not too excited, personally. I mean, yeah, he had three touchdowns. He threw for a little over 170 yards. And, yes, he showed really good vision as the game progressed. But, yeah. like I said, I'm not really too excited. He, Mitch has been horrible all year. He hasn't been able to make good reads. He's been throwing under and over receivers. I mean, and it's just this is where you kind of run into, or Bears fans at least, run into the problem where it's like, are you out on Mitch or you still have hope? And the people that are out on Mitch, when you see a game like this, it's like, oh, like, here's something. You know, do we have a little bit of hope left? But personally, uh-huh. I don't I don't think that he is going to be able to do much, especially against the Rams with Jalen Ramsey, um, you know, at, at the cornerback position. I don't think he's really going to show any signs of life throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I don't think Bears fans should get too excited by any means at this performance. I mean, yeah, it's a good performance. He threw three really good touchdown passes, but – I'm not. I'm not too well, excited. About I'm it. just gonna say something. So this whole season, obviously, it's been a disappointment with Mitch. Uh, huge regression, man. Let me. I'll just be sitting around watching TV or something, and I'll just think about how sad it is, man. Like the regression, it's just. It, it's upsetting to see. I mean, yeah. He showed. He showed so much life last year. He showed that he could. He could run an offense last year. Um, and it, he wasn't even great. He was. He was what we needed him to be. Uh-huh. And. Uh, Man, he scored. He 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 uh, hit a few of those passes, and then once that first touchdown hit, man, it was it. The the drive just felt nice, man. I just started screaming. He's back. He's <laughs> yeah. back. I can I'm actually not, I can I'm actually not, picture you on your couch <laughs> screaming at your TV. Man, let, let me tell you, I was getting hyped. I was I was running around. Oh, Mitch is back, baby. But then after that third touchdown, I mean, he kind of. He kind of crawled like, like old crawl right back into the shell. Yeah. And, and here's another thing, too, that I think a lot of Bears fans noticed is that he was smiling again, you know? Yep, that, um, yep, yep. And I so, didn't see that. And this is, like I said, I, I touched on this earlier. He just needs to build that confidence up again. He looked lost, scared, afraid, didn't know what he was doing. You, you can name a bunch of other things that he was lagging in. Um, I'm, he needs to just, like I said, he needs a little stepping stones to get back into his comfort level. And I think this was one pretty big step, in my opinion. He didn't throw an interception, three touchdowns. He hasn't done that all year. Um, and like, like I said, he was stepping up in the uh, stepping in the pocket with confidence, and he just looked ten times better. Um, and you know what? It's I hate to say it, but like it, it's just it just made me feel a little better inside. Okay, yep. it really did. Yep. So we're gonna start something. This week, we're starting it. I'm saying it now. We're starting the Mitch meter. Where we are on the Mitch meter, on how we feel about his performances, 
one to ten. I'll start with a five that he's going in the right direction, but I'm still not there yet. Jack, what's your number? I'm going right with you, Brandon. I'm taking a five. Yep. Jay, how about you? Man, I mean, historical. He's only been in the season how the two or three seasons, but uh, last year he had a great game against the Lions. He's, I think he scored three touchdowns last season at home against the Lions. I, I'll go. I'll agree with you guys. I'll say like a five or a six. I mean, definitely a bright spot with what we've had this whole season. Uh, yeah. As much as I want to get my hopes up, uh, I'm, I'm going to stay uh, level-headed. So yeah. I'd say five or six. See, I see you smirking. What number are you yeah, giving? Yeah. I- I'm gonna give Mitch a seven-one. Okay. Seven-one. Oh, okay. Seven, That's one. bold. It's bold. That's bold. It's bold. But like I said, he's he needs like and here's my and this is my explanation here. His ten is not a Patrick Mahomes ten. Okay. His ten is what he was last year, and I saw instances of that in last game. And so that just makes me feel a little better, but a little bit better. But next week is going to disappoint me and drop me right back now. So <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's right now I'm feeling a seven and one or whatever I said. Yep. All right. Um, we'll move over uh, to actually no, we'll stay on the offense side. One more topic that I think is actually very interesting. Adam Shaheen was a healthy scratch. Um, yep. And Broniker, Ben Broniker, uh-huh. caught a beautiful touchdown pass. Beautiful. Is this the end of the Adam Shaheen era in Chicago? 110. I sure hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah. Get him uh, man. Yeah, when you're that a healthy so scratch, bad. when you're a healthy scratch, it's not good. We see it in hockey all the time with our Blackhawks. We see Brent Seabrook's been a healthy scratch a couple times this year. We know he's playing poor, so he kind of deserves the healthy scratch. Adam Shaheen is goddamn awful. So. He deserves to be a healthy scratch, and I think that's the beginning of the end of the Adam Shaheen era. It's just sad what happened with him. It's not his fault that he was a second-round pick. It is his fault, though, for how bad he's played. So it's coming to an end, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I think Broniker could start seeing a lot more time, like you said, Brandon. I don't think Shaheen is really going to be in there anymore, and who knows how healthy Trey Burton is, so... Um, you know, Matt Nagy said during that game that they needed a spark, and Broniker came in and provided that spark, and I think that's a really good sign for a struggling team. When you can have a guy come off the bench like that that we haven't really seen at all this year, he can come in and score the first touchdown for the Bears. And and Mitch gave him a really good look, too. He ran a really good route. I, I think he had a really great game, and that's definitely a positive sign for the team. Yeah, man, I'm just glad he's off the team. But uh, one thing that really I'm scratching my head over is – <laughs> uh, yeah, Shaheen is really bad, but I don't have the exact stats in front of me. But I can't, I couldn't guess that Trey Burton's stats on this season are much better than what Shaheen's done for us. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and, not at all. No. And I think that's a big issue with the mo- amount of money we're putting into Burton. And I mean, could Broniker be the guy that that steps up over Burton? I mean, what Burton hasn't done anything for us. No. So I mean, but, it, but is that Burton's fault or is that the offense's fault? Here's where I stand. Okay, we've got success in the running game with the I formation. We put JP Holtz as like a fullback tight end, and he's just mulling over people. So he's my number two uh, uh, tight end right now. And Ben Broniker is a very good blocking and catching tight end right now. So he's my number one. Fuck Trey Burton. He gets hurt too much. He's a pussy. I hate him. And. Adam Shaheen is supposedly the next Gronk. Fuck that. Whoever said that is stupid. So, that's <laughs> Jeez, how I have PT, to say it. do you need a hug, dude? The, the tight end position has been absolutely 
absurdly awful this year for the Bears. I think that's another reason why our offense is awful. Because if you look at our success last year, Trey Burton was catching balls all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so it's just another position that the opposing defense does, like can just kind of Forget brush about to the side. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of been one of the biggest like spots that – Really hasn't been talked enough, I don't think, about this year. Yeah, I don't think it's been talked enough at all. But we will cover that shit on CloudGate Sports. So if you want to hear about how bad our tight ends are, this is the place to listen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, can um, I ask you guys a question? Go right ahead, Jay. How do, how do you guys feel about Club Dub being opened back up? Uh, I love Club Dub, man. I love Club Dub, but it's a little not as exciting as it was last yeah. year. I, like when we were when we were three and one at the beginning of the season, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, club dub!" And now it's like, eh, you know, man, cool. we're two. We're before that win, we're two games under five hundred. We beat a backup quarterback in uh, a term I use, the battle for the basement of the NFC North, and we're in there partying like we just broke five hundred again. I mean, I guess for like mentality and going forward, it's a good idea. Yeah, no, it is a good idea for mentality. I mean, we got. Gruden over in Oakland making fun of us yeah. for club dub, and then yeah. uh, we open it back up. At- I don't even care about him. I, I think it's I think it's fine, just in the aspect that Eddie Jackson said something this week on WGN that it's people. He's like he's like fuck all those guys um, that's saying that we don't need club dub. It's it's something that we need to get back in the in the mentality of doing and doing yeah. it over and over. So I can see why they did it. It makes sense to me. Um, yeah, and I have no issue with it. Um, one last topic on last week's game. Yeah, I just touched on it earlier. I just want to know about you guys. What is up with the secondary? Yeah, uh, PT, me and you talk about it quite a bit, and you were pretty animate about it this past weekend uh, while watching the game, especially your buddy Kyle Fuller. You were pretty pissed off. Uh, but I agree 110% with you. It seems that all of our all of our secondary plays so far off of the receivers that it's easy for them to get a quick catch get a couple yards. Our secondary is just playing too far off of everybody, and it hurts. It hurts a lot. And that's how the big plays happen. Not, not even big plays. It's almost, it's almost the short plays that kill us because it's on third and four, and Fuller's playing in the damn end zone. It's like, yeah. it's like what's going on? <laughs> I, don't yeah, I mean, the secondary, bottom line, just needs to be better. You know, the Lions receiving core – uh, as a crew, had 269 yards with a backup quarterback. That cannot happen. No. You know, if Matthew Stafford was in the game, they would have done even a lot more damage. You know, I, I really, truly believe that Stafford would have made that secondary look silly. And I really think the Lions would have had even more success on the receiving end and possibly won the game. So the secondary just needs to be better, especially when, when you're going up against, you know, guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods this upcoming week. They just need to be better. They need to go into practice this week with a mentality of, okay, we need to, you know, kind of minimize this separation because, you know, they're going to get absolutely killed against the Rams. If they're, like you said, PT, if they're like, 15 yards off the ball. Like, that's just not going to work. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and here's our thing. Our defense is needs, it's kind of like when it's working, it's a well-oiled machine. Our, our pass rushes are getting after the, the quarterback, and then they're forcing the quarterback to make a bad throw, or our linebackers are making a big hit and causing fumbles, and none of that's happening right now. And it just looks – I mean, you know, the sad thing about our secondary, too, is I think Haha Clint Dix is our best secondary yeah. piece right now. and. Eddie Jackson's kind of hasn't done anything this year. He's made a lot of tackles, but he's supposed to be a ball hawk, and he hasn't had one interception this year, man. It's just yeah. like nothing is working how it's supposed to this year. And who knows? 
Maybe it is Chuck Pagano's fault. I don't know. I I, I don't have any. I don't have any ideas. Yeah, I don't think it's Chuck Pagano's fault just yet. If it continues and there's no adjustments made, because even us as fans can see this, and if Chuck Pagano isn't in their faces telling them that they got to start being more aggressive. Because I'd rather see someone be over-aggressive and get beat instead of just giving up right away like Kyle Fuller did all this past weekend. Let them catch the ball. And you're right, on those third and fours, get the first down instead of being up in that guy's face and making it a challenge for that person to get the first down. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but that's enough with our um, bashing of last week's game. Yeah, we're gonna move on. A, hey, a dub's a dub. A dub is a dub. Yeah, true. Exactly. We're talking. We're talking all this crap, man. And honestly, we it can, just hey, feels nice to get a win. There's enough dirt on them this season to bash on them all day. So exactly. I mean, if you want to hear it, we're down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, we, we play in LA. We play the Rams. Um, there's been a lot of uh, injuries that the Rams possibly might have. Yep. Um, a lot of people think that Jared Goff is regressing Garbage. way worse yeah. than uh, Mr. Bisky. Um, so what do you think is going to happen next week? Uh, for the Bears to win next week, uh, they need to contain the wide receivers in uh, Cup and Woods. It's going to be a good game no matter what. I think it's going to be close. The Bears have to stick with their defensive plan all throughout the game, though. PT, you were saying earlier, the fourth quarter has been a little bit of a trouble for us this year. So staying strong the whole game. And for Mitch, for the time of play for the Bears' offense is going to be key this weekend because the Bears need to have a fully rested, good-to-go, aggressive defense this upcoming week for it to be a good game for the Bears. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say it right now. I think the Bears come out with a win. It's going to be a close game, and it's going to be a close win too. It's going to be a last. It's going to be one of those last drives of the games matters kind of games. So, Bears win this upcoming week. I'm staying positive. Um, honestly, I mean, I like to call this game the battle of the bad quarterbacks. I mean, Jared Goff has 11 touchdowns this year and nine interceptions uh, with an 82.7 quarterback rating. And Trubisky has eight touchdowns, three interceptions, and only an 80 quarterback rating. So, um, you know, I think the Bears are going to have to, like you said, Brandon, they're going to have to have a really rested defense. And also the offense is going to have to get going a lot quicker than they did this week if they want to win. Because, you know, you can't have this thing where it's like, I mean, because on Sunday the Bears looked absolutely horrible up until their last drive leaping in halftime. That can't happen against the Rams in Los Angeles. I know that they're not having as good of a year as they were projected to, but they still have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. And the Bears are going to have to get going. Both their defense and their offense is going to have to get going quick. The defense is going to have to show a lot of aggressiveness early on. And Mitch is going to have to show a lot of aggressiveness as well. You know, you said it earlier. He was smiling. He, he, he's getting a little bit of his confidence back. And I think this coming week against this Rams defense, if he can play well, and, and by him playing well, I mean 250 yards, two touchdowns. You know, something like that. Just a game like that. 
is another step in the right direction because all these under these sub 200 yard games are just not cutting it. You you can win a game like they did on Sunday, you know, with three touchdowns and throwing for under 200 yards, but it's not going to work if you want to be a contending team. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. As of right now, I think the game plan going in with uh, Bears defense right now is attack golf as much as you can. Uh, get Khalil Mack back into the freaking game, man, because him missing is just it's it I feel like the fact that Driscoll had so much time in the pocket uh the only presence to me from what I saw was Leonard Floyd he's I think he's been a good bright spot for us uh but other than that Mitch needs to come out and he just needs to have confidence he did for that little stretch in the game um looking right now at the uh playoff standings Rams are tied for the top three spots in the hunt for the wild card at five and four. Bears are four and five. Uh, this is a big game for them. So I mean, uh, I mean, every game from now on is a big game for the Bears. But uh, like uh, Nagy said, one and zero. So going into the next game, just go one and zero. So yeah, exactly. So what they need to do is, I mean, this defense has got to start figuring it out, man. They have to put pressure on the quarterback for our secondary to be able to make a move. And our linebackers have to step up and fill the holes because obviously the, these holes are pretty big because you now we're missing Akeem Hicks inside. Now we're missing Danny Trevathan. So I think if our defense can keep us in this game, I think Mitch will have a lot um, a lot easier time. And then that also lands on Mitch and Coach Nagy. I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't know if I can stand to watch another first drive three and out. I mean, that is just a killer for fans. It's a killer for players. It, when that defense sees, oh, here we go, third and seven, let's go. we got to get back on the field. It's just like, it's, yep. it's, it's a killer. So we need to eliminate that. And we, and just, we got to eliminate the small things, too. Missing field goals. Panero, come on, man. Yeah. All right. All right. We, we, we have your back, and we still have you, but you got you to make those field goals. And that's it, man. I think it's just, it's got to be a clean game. We can't make any mistakes or else we will get slaughtered. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. All right, well. That does it for episode two. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Twitter at uh, CloudGate Sports. Check us out on Facebook. We just got our page up and running. Uh, also, Instagram might be coming. There might be a giveaway coming soon. Hint, hint. So make sure you guys follow us. Keep updated. List, keep listening to our episodes. Thank you, guys. And we will see you again this week. Thank you. Peace out. Later.